Now, if you take a good notice of the news, like lately, what's happened in Pakistan surely alarmed the entire international community. And to be specific, the gang rape of a woman in Pakistan's capital has sparked furious protest at the country's rape epidemic and the culture of impunity that surrounds violence against women. Now, based on the reports, the women in Pakistan today seemed rather fearful and afraid, especially regarding their own security. Previously that we addressed those issues regarding the relationship between China and Pakistan from this economic perspective, but in this episode, we need to dive into a little bit deeper regarding the social issues or such critical matters for women in Pakistan. Well, so that's why, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to invite back our distinguished speaker, which is Dr. Shuiba Kahoot. Again, Dr. Kahoot is the PhD scholar of Shandong University in China. His research interests include Belt and Road Initiative and Energy Economics. He has carried out extensive research on Chinese investment across the globe and also the Belt and Road Initiative. And he regularly writes for international papers and journals. Dr. Kahoot, and welcome back to The Missing Piece. My pleasure. Well, well, brother, you know, again, as we mentioned in the intro previously, again, a lot of people who are familiar with our conversation always center on the issue regarding this China-Pakistan economic and political relationship. But unlike the previous episode, in this one, we need to talk about the internal social issues happened and also took place in Pakistan. As I mentioned in the intro, Dr. Kahoot, Recently, this incident that related to a woman in Pakistan was raped by this ruthless behaviors or ruthless people uh, within the capital city and sparked the fury and the massive protest in this country. Help us to understand why this has been one of the critical and major issues for Pakistan. And why do you think that women today in Pakistan are so fearful and afraid while living in this country? Well, uh, you know, this uh, this issue is now, uh, you know, it has become very serious as we are discussing, you know, this issue right here in China. Uh, so very recently, you know, the, the frequency of uh, the reported uh, rape cases, you know, in, uh, in, uh, in Pakistan, mm. uh, we have seen the upward surge in it, you know. And uh, violence against women, you know, it's not only a Pakistan-centric uh, issue. It is a, mm. you know, uh, issue if we see uh, primarily in uh, the patriarchal uh, societies mm. uh, like uh, Pakistan. So Pakistan is one of them where, you know, we have the uh, patriarchal uh, society. So, you know, this issue is actually uh, the core, re core re reasons are actually the social uh, social problems, the social mm -hmm. issues which Pakistan is facing. For example, it's the literacy, poverty, uh, non-employment, you know, and uh, such type of, uh, there are, you know, when such events happen, so there are a lot of factors behind them. So mm -hmm. as I said earlier, so it is actually one of the byproduct of the social unrest mm -hmm. uh, which Pakistan is going through. 
And then again, uh, when we see the violence against women, you know, it has two uh, facets. Uh, mm. One is the rural one, the other one is the urban one. So majority of the women in the rural areas, you know, uh, they don't uh, uh, go to the work outside, you know. Mm. So mm, like majority of them, either they go to the to their fields or they are the mm, housewives, you know. So such uh, reports of rapes or the violence against women, you know, uh, such uh, such cases uh, which has been reported from the rural areas, they are, you know, sometimes they are also more than those women who are in the urban areas and they go out for the work, you know. So it means that uh, this problem is not only related with the working women, mm. but this scenario or, the, or this case which uh, you are talking about, um, so it caught up the global attention because mm. it happened right in the heart of a capital mm. city. So, you know, uh, uh, this issue, I mean, as I said earlier, uh, its roots are well entrenched in the social issues which Pakistan has already, you know, uh, grappled with or the facing. And uh, once uh, the country or the people who matter, once they focus to solve those societal issues or the social issues, you know, uh, these rape cases and such issues can be solved. Mm. Dr. Kahoot, I want to raise something to you. And also, of course, I want to get your reaction on this. Based on the latest research that I quote, ranking 145th out of 146 on the Gender Equality Index, Pakistan has staggering statistics that expose the rape epidemic in the country. So in other words, based on the report, a woman is raped every two hours in Pakistan and the country's conviction rate in rape cases is less than 3%. Now, in this paragraph, Dr. Kahoot, there are two pieces of information we need to unfold. Number one, we are talking about this social inequality between men and women. We know this is, again, as you mentioned before, this is not just the, one of the significant issues happening in today in Pakistan, but if we look at some of the countries in Asia and also some of the countries around the world, it has become quite prevalent, to be honest. But meanwhile, again, as a woman, it's so daunting and also so uh, uh, unfathomable to understand that a woman is raped every two hours in the Pakistan based on research. My question is very much straightforward to you, Dr. Kahoot. It's why has been a problem and the government has not able to solve it. So in other words, for the security of women, for the security of a citizen, how, what is the reaction from the government and can we expect any positive changes of such number? Yeah, you know, this issue is very, very grave as I, uh, we discussed it earlier. So as per the official uh, st uh, statistic, uh, and it was uh, uh, released in 2017 by, the, uh, by this national helpline, uh, 1098, which is called Madadgar National Helpline. Mm. And it said that 93% of the women, uh, they face the sexual violence in one form or the other, mm. you know, when they, uh, especially, especially in the public places. 
So every now and then we see the, you know, there are different campaigns by the non-governmental organizations and sometimes from the government as well to uh, for the women to reclaim those public places for them. But unfortunately, you know, it's not, uh, it's not. Uh, so so the first priority of a, a woman in Pakistan, specifically when she's uh, not accompanied with someone, you know, so her first priority is not to hang out alone, mm. specifically outside specifically outside mm. you know so this issue again you know uh, its roots are well entrenched in the patriarchal uh, nature of our society you know where as you said earlier you know there is the gender and uh, gender inequality there are certain roles which have been which have been assigned to the uh, male and there are certain roles which have been assigned to the female only. Mm. So, you know, in this, and then there is a, a sense of superiority in the males that, you know, we are the males one, mm. you know, so we are, we are supposed to be the head of family. Mm. So it means we are, we are, so, you know, right, uh, right from the, uh, from the, from the very core of a single household, these values, they get uh, their uh, strength. And then as a result, we see that there is a very dangerous trend or the upward trend in these uh, cases. But at the same time, you know, government and uh, the NGOs, which is the non-governmental organizations, they are, uh, you know, every time, you know, uh, there is a one or other, you know, campaigns. Mm. So it is an orange, orange ribbon campaign, which is about the gender equality. Then there are, you know, pink buses or pink taxi campaigns, you know, different vehicles have been run which are specifically for the women. Mm. Because now uh, with the increasing uh, economic uh, pressures, because Pakistan is uh, going through the economic turmoil. So now more and more, uh, by the way, women are a, are approximately 51% of the Pakistani society. Mm. So all of the 51%, if they all sit in the home, how can a country progress? So it mm. means the women need to go go outside and contribute in the economy and you know uh, and earn more uh, money for their uh, family so you know women are you know they need to go out you know they need to go out for work for studies for even hangout you know to play uh, to play around you know so because they're human beings so it is the duty of the government to make the public places or the working spaces more and more safe by the way, Pakistan is uh, uh, one of the very few Asian countries which uh, which have the sexual harassment laws at workplace. Mm. So we have the laws, you know, it's not a problem. We have the laws and by the laws, you know, they are the very strict punishment also, which, which also uh, include the capital punishment. You know, but the real problem is, you know, the sensitization and more and more awareness. Number one, number two, the enforcement of such laws. So in all the provinces and the federal capital, we have the offices of, of, of the ombudsman. Mm. Yeah. So all the provinces and the federal city, you know, mm. so all the, uh, we have the ombudsman offices and those, uh, those offices, they regularly adhere to all the complaints being uh, posted by the women, you know. Mm. So, but uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the, the results are not as, as effective as they were uh, expected to be. Mm. So, but you know, at the end of the day, let's hope that uh, more and more sensitization and more, more and more awareness will contribute towards 
decreasing such uh, such a uh, crime rate against women. Dr. Kahoot, I really appreciate this thorough explanation. Now, let's talk about the role of women. Take China, for example. Again, it's not just China, but again, countries, uh, again, going back to the continents within Asia. We know that women today are very much active in taking up the leadership roles. And take China, for example, to be more precise. Again, you are living in China, and you know this better than I do, that modern women in China today played a rather indispensable roles, not only at work, but also within their families. So we know that women today, they are looking for identities, and they're looking for safety, and they're looking for ways to define their purposes in life in general. But meanwhile, previously that we have not heard so much regarding the role of Pakistan. Now, Dr. Kahoot, help us to understand what is the role of women today in Pakistan? Is it still be considered as the minority? So in other words, as the chaperone of the family, the supporters of the husbands, or women are actually begin to give more opportunities or uh, women are given more voices for their rights, for their equality, and anything that they desire within the reasonable boundaries. Yeah, you know, uh, the answer of this question, you know, can be given from two two of the angles. One is the social angle and the other one is the cultural angle. Mm. And if the if the third one we can include, we can also include the religious angle as well. Mm. Because primarily Pakistani society is a religious society because that country uh, has been based on the name of a religion, which is, which is Islam. So, and then there's a, some cultural uh, like aspects too. So primarily in the South Asian culture, the woman is supposed to be uh, the the role of the women, you know, the, as I said earlier, the the well-constructed gender roles are there in the society. So one of them, you know, it is the, uh, you know, that, that the women, they, they are supposed to be the housewives, mm. you know. So majority of them, like more than 50%, you know, they are always in the society and uh, uh, they, you know, they are supposed to be sit at home and raise a family. And same is the same are the teaching from the religion side as the religion says that the you know this is the role of a woman, and then it's come the social role mm. you know so which is a, which is a, so socially the Pakistani society is a patriarchal society, so in which you know men are considered even you know they are the more uh, more and more you know superior roles, but over time specifically as we entered in uh, into the twenty uh, first century. You know, now we see uh, the women are the fighter pilots in Pakistan Air Force. Mm. The women are also in the uh, Pakistan Army. Mm. So, you know, in, in virtually like every sector, the role of the women, you know, it is there. Mm. So as so now I need uh, um, my viewers to understand that as the role of women in various uh, departments of the society is increasing, uh, so, the cases of rape or the sexual violence against women, it is also increasing, mm. you know. So, so, they, so, there is a positive correlation between these two. So, let's hope, you know, the silver lining is that soon the law will take its course and more, more and more strict, you know, compliances will be made at the workplaces uh, and the public places. And, you know, 
those places will become more and more safer for women in Pakistan. As you uh, discussed here, the case study of China, you know, it is a perfect example for, you know, countries where violence against women is very prevalent mm. and Pakistan is no exception. You know, China is the best example. Mm. You know, when I go outside, I see, you know, the women, you know, they are shoulder in shoulder with the, with the men and they are playing their part in the uh, uh, national uh, uh, prosperity, you know. So in this sense, uh, that's why we can say that because as same as the Pakistan, because Pakistan has a 51% of the women population. So if, you know, they can't, they can't come out safely and they are discouraged from work, you know, because they feel threatened uh, about the violence. So, so how can we be more like hopeful uh, for the prosperity of a country? Mm. Dr. Kahoot, I know you are very busy. Now, again, I got two more questions before um, ending this conversation. Now, let's go back to um, the incident happened. Number one, our prayers and also our condolences to the victims and also their families that we know that as a woman or for anyone that no one should experience such tragedy, you know, uh, even though at this moment that we don't know what happened to the victims and also we ha don't have any details. But of course, based on our discussion, we sincerely express our sorrowness and also our, uh, uh, again, uh, just the sadness for the victims. But meanwhile, Dr. Kahoot, I want to link to another concept, which you're the expert, which is economy. We know today within a society, we can't expect that every single citizen is civilized. We can't expect that every single person is educated or always stand on the moral high ground. So help us to understand within the city or within the country of Pakistan, what is the economic stability at this moment? So in other words, is economic stability can be seen as one solutions to reduce such crime against the women or against anyone at this moment? I mean, again, I'm not saying China is perfect. I'm not saying Japan is perfect. But I'm saying if the economic projection or if the economic stability can be maintained, balanced well, I think the crime rate are more likely to drop regardless what the crimes should be. Does that make sense? Yes, of course. I totally agree with this. Because, you know, as my country is undergoing uh, through the, uh, through the uh, economic turmoil, so as the political turmoil, political uh, instability, you know, it increased recently in the last six months or 10 months so or so, so so that the, uh, the the economic turmoil and the economic instability also mm. increased. And at the same time, Mr. Will, the crime rate has also increased. Mm. You know, so we have we have witnessed the more and more cases of violence against women, you know, the bomb blast, you know, the terrorist attacks, you know, all of these things, you know, they are very much linked with the overall stability of a country. So yeah, you're right, and I totally agree. And I, I, and I also vouch for this thing that you know, if you want to have all segments of your society prosper well, bring economic stability, bring political stability, mm. go for the long-term planning, and then stick to your plans. Mm. You know, the basic problem, you know, with the countries in the global south and Pakistan is no exception. You know, it has all those all those issues which uh, 
any uh, cash uh, uh, you know deprived uh, and the malfunctioning economy society has the problem so pakistan is no is no, is no exception so only solution uh, you know to move forward is to have the political and economic uh, you know stability so that the social mobility of all the minority uh, segments if uh, you can uh, include the women also in them okay so for the perfect uh, and the upward social mobility of all the segment of society we need to have the stability and by stability uh, you know we mean the political one the system one the governance one the economic one and even the uh socio political one yeah mm. i want to wrap up our conversation again by going back to one of the interesting articles that i discovered and based on this topic now based on the interview that a lot of women today in pakistan that they express and i quote there seems to be no safe space in pakistan for women fear is inculcated in women since the birth that we must protect ourselves and navigate when such thing or such incident happened we shrink ourselves to fit into this now dr kahoot you are one educated scholar and you live internationally and you witness the social stability and also this economic prosperity around the world help us to understand and give us the uh, the words of the comfort for women today in Pakistan not just about the women in Pakistan but also the citizens outside Pakistan looking for ways to engage with the country um hoping to invest business or any other opportunities for the country how confident that we should be such issue would be solved in due season and also what why why should we not to worry about this in the long run but instead we should still be positive and hopeful regarding the social stability or the social security in this country yeah you know i'm an optimist person and uh, but uh, but i must say as i said earlier that as long as we have the political economic social uh instability in our society you know these issues can't be solved mm. you know once we have the strong system of governance enforced with the long term and medium term and short term planning you know that how to tackle these uh, violence against women issues you know uh, we can't move forward actually in this sense mm. so here lies you know no such such hope you know uh, but but the good thing is that you know more and more women they are coming out you know and they are reclaiming their spaces in the society mm. you know mm. they are they, uh, they are becoming professors they are the lady doctors you know even more they are the engineers they are in the military services they are in the police you know in virtually every department they are there you know so they are reclaiming their spaces in the uh, patriarchal society you know so now you know the only thing which can uh, make sure that more and more young girls you know they also get motivated is mm. to make those spaces mm. safe number 2 you know there needs to be the reeducation or the sensitization right from the home you know the parents parents sh- shouldn't inculcate 
uh, this thing in the girls that if such wrong thing happened to you so it is their mistake no it's not their so mm. victim blaming that's what we say it mm. you know victim blaming is also very very prevalent in our society which is very wrong thing mm. you know so if something bad happened to me you know so it's not my mistake you know it is the uh, crime at the part of the perpetrator so same theory also apply to a woman right so you know so these issues you know they can be solved by the reeducation by the by the proper sensitization campaigns or the awareness campaigns you know only you know these issues and also as i said earlier i land my note here that all this these rape and these issues once again women it is a byproduct of the social problems mm. once you solve those problems number one illiteracy 25 million children of pakistan are out of school mm. you know so this problem needs to be solved then poverty so today we need a long queue you know in front of the the flower you know the basic commodity mm. you know the country has not you know self sufficient in that you know so poverty is there and then the problem of unemployment is there you know so all of those social problems they need to be addressed once those social problems are addressed then all of these byproducts you know you will see that the, there will be a decline in the numbers of such crimes Well, Dr. Kahoot, I really appreciate your insights. Of course, that just based on what happened in Pakistan, you know, again, as international citizens or global citizens, that we always say, what happened in one country not only requires the effort locally, but also requires or demands this international effort, this international collaboration, and in order to help the country or help the world. to become better of course it's always very exciting encouraging to have such a positive and also insight uh, insightful person like you to help us to understand not only this geopolitical change in Pakistan and also the social stability this economic prosperity within the country well ladies and gentlemen again it's my great honor to speak to Dr. Shuiba Kahoot And Dr. Kahoot is a PhD scholar of Shandong University in China. Again, he belongs to Pakistan, where he worked for the government and private sectors as well. He regularly writes for international papers and journals.